Welcome back to The Path. I am your host, Luke Hastings, at Narrowway Man on Instagram. And guys, it is not a Monday. It is Saturday the 23rd because Monday is Christmas and Christmas is going to come early for you guys. I wanted to go ahead and drop this full feature length episode. Normally we're doing like 25, 30 minutes max, but today it's almost an hour actually with none other than Jay West being husband pod on Instagram, Jonathan West. Guys, this is a really fun one for me to edit and listen to again, just because it took me back to that convo, man. It was such a good one, and you guys are getting the whole deal. This is not a two-parter because I know a lot of y'all are driving for Christmas, you know, back and forth between relatives or whatever the case may be. Have some downtime, need something to listen to. Here you go. So again, this is Jonathan West, being husband pod on Instagram, just like that, being husband pod, and then he's got his podcast as well, being husband podcast on Apple, Spotify, etc. So definitely be following him on both of those platforms. And today starts out with a business analogy, but really heads right into the depths of relationships. Today is a little bit about dating, but it's really more about relationships and attraction dynamics and really zooming in on how can the Christian man improve those things, whether he be single or married. Guys, this applies both ways. And, um, Jay West and I are both pastor's kids, both raised Christian, and have both seen how the church has shaped young men, for better and for worse, over the past couple of decades. Jonathan is one of the guys, one of the guys on Instagram that I've actually had a chance to meet in person, and I'll tell you what, he's actually a cool guy. You know, a lot of these Instagram folks, you, you get to meet them in person, and you're like, okay, they're kind of weird. Not the case with Jay West. He's a real one, and this is a real conversation. I know you will enjoy it. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. When we were texting or DMing, we were talking about business lessons, like particularly when it comes to, like, I guess the biggest lesson that I've had is that, like, it's God that's going to provide the increase as far as life goes, business goes. Like you being disciplined at your work and doing a good job is Mm -hmm. more about discipline in your spirit and not about outcomes. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be concerned with outcomes, but like your outcomes are contingent upon God and they're not contingent upon your ability to produce them. Um, And I didn't, I didn't believe that. (laughs) Like I I knew that, but I didn't really believe that. I was like, no man, like you got to put in work, you got to put in work and you do got to put in work, but the work is about you becoming, uh, disciplined and sharp it's not about you producing the outcome that you want like the likelihood i'll say like this i I, I paraphrased a verse one time i said uh i said one one calls and one follows up but it's god that closes the deal (laughs) (laughs) and that's true man it's true it's true bro if god don't want the deal to get closed it's not gonna get closed man and that's yeah, the hardest 100%. part about that's the hardest part about entrepreneurship. You're like on that line, very, very like deliberately on that line, and you can feel it. And so I yeah. think, I, and I, your guys are more focused on like dating and that kind of thing. And I think you had said that this is related to dating, and I think it is related to dating too, because um, a lot of the self improvement talk is uh, again about disciplining yourself, mm-hmm. not about. Um, closing like you you can't help like a girl may not like what you have bro that she may not like your thing whatever your thing is you know mm-hmm. and that's you just got to be okay with that um but the girls that do like it you know god will help you close or god will close them for you but uh, right i keep using clothes keep using sales term but you get what i'm saying yeah uh, of course so yeah I've, I've been ranting about ambition a lot lately uh I think the other thing I've been thinking about is the need for failure too, for men to fail and not because it makes them tougher. Yeah. A lot of dudes will say, Oh, you need to fail. Cause it'll make you tougher. Yes. Um, but it could also make, it could make you bitter. I think the, the real <laughs> sauce with failure is that if you sit with it long enough, it actually makes you wiser. Like if you can introspect on why you failed or what happened, um, you can come to a lot of like, real conclusions about life and about who you are and, and, and 
and things that you wouldn't otherwise get. Cause you kind of like, as a man, you, you sometimes begin to believe your own hype. You kind of puff yourself up to drinking your own Kool-Aid a lot, a lot. That's what I call it. Yeah. It happened. And then that's what it is. It happens a lot, you know? Um, and when you fail, you're, you're, it's, I mean, you're forced to reckon with your own, um, humanity right. in a way that you wouldn't otherwise get to because you're drinking your own Kool-Aid. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, there's a sense of immortality that you have when you're drinking your own Kool-Aid or you think you have. High on your own supply. Yeah. High on your own supply. And I yeah. get high on my supply a lot, but God, man, I'm, I'll tell you this. I'll be honest with you. That experience that I had with SFG and the ending of that, um, I like, I don't have a relationship with ambition really at all anymore. Like I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a place right now where like when I, when I get the sense that I'm kind of feeling myself, I like immediately I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> let me check out for a minute. Let me go get my mind right. Let me pray real quick. Cause yeah. I know what this feels like. This feels like losing $10,000 and being negative $500 in your bank account and your wife and your son need food because her income is irregular and you don't know where it's going to come from. That's what that feels like. So I said, you know what? Let me, <laughs> let me scale it back. Let me scale back the ego just for a minute, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I'm not saying that I'm like, uh, that I'm sinless, but I'm saying that like, when you get, when you take an L like that, you like, you reevaluate where you put your, your emphasis. And right. that's what I've done, man. My emphasis is solely on God and doing what I'm supposed to do for the day. I'm not like hustling for nothing. Like I'm when I work is very much about diligence and not about like, I got a man, I got to make it. I'm, you know what I mean? Like the energy's the, the energy's different. The motivation yeah. is different. The motivation is different. That's right. You know all <laughs> about that motivation, bro. Motivation. The motivation is way different. So, yeah. So it's guys like you that have gone through something like that, that are going to be able to understand that nuance, mm -hmm. but to your point, failure, making you wiser, right? Because for me, I was able to control outcomes in my job. Mm -hmm. So I had a former career with a national coffee franchise. And, um, I remember when I hired my first executive coach, cause I was in a state of crisis, I hired my first coach and he said, Hey, it feels like uh, there's this complex in you where you have to be the king and you have to be the guy. Yeah. And I was like, what? Stop it. No, man. Yeah. I'm humble and stuff, bro. I'm like a pastor's kid. I'm a Christian. I'm all these things. Uh, like you got the wrong guy. Uh, but uh, no, he's 100% right. And I was um, controlling outcomes and God, uh, God allowed me to do that at work. But where I failed with that was in my marriage. And um I had to, I had to reevaluate in the same sense as you, I had to say, Hey, now in my marriage and my life as a whole, my actions and my discipline are now motivated, not by outcomes because I wised up and realized I can't control outcomes. <laughs> so now I get to be motivated by God's calling on my life and being faithful to that in this moment, whether it's on a sales call, whether it's making an Instagram post, whether it's folding my clothes or being on a podcast with Jonathan West mm -hmm. or grilling steak or having a men's community group. Am I being faithful in this moment? If the answer is yes, I'm successful. If the answer is no, I'm not successful, regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the outcome. Facts. And that that's a punctuation regardless of the outcome because there's a lot of dudes that get the outcome they wanted and they're they they because i had the outcomes that i wanted bro right like i made money bro like i right. I, I made i made bucks and i haven't yeah. seen, and, and you know what's wild what's cool about god is that he'll let you see it and he'll also let you see it go away that's right that's Just, the abraham and isaac deal right he says you got to have faith on the front end mm-hmm and then once you get it, you have to have faith on the back end. <laughs> it's like, hey, once you once you get it, I'm going to ask you to hike it up a mountain and sacrifice it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't have listen, man. I, I'm I, I don't know that I had faith in any of it, man. I was trying to think about it the other day. I said, I think 
I approached I, I approached SFG purely purely on will. Purely, you're still will. in the Hagar mindset. Make it happen, Captain. Make it happen. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I had the Hagar mindset. I was I was I I I, I went off into that woman. Had no business doing that. Man. I should have stayed in my lane, bro. <laughs> you know, we all been there. It happens, man. Uh, yeah. It happens, and I think it happens more in your youth, uh, and maybe it'll happen again when I'm old. I don't, I don't know that it will, because that burn that burn is so significant, man. I mean, yeah, man. You don't forget you don't forget moments like this. Yeah, some lessons you can learn one time. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you get down ten bands, and 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 you got a family to feed. I you will never forget that lesson. You will never forget that lesson, bro. That's right. It's uh, good, man. Yeah. So it's good. What's funny is uh, I've had similar conversations with two guys that you that you also know. Mm-hmm. One is Mike Pentile mm-hmm. talking about his growth in life, and then the other one is uh, Kurt Story, Dad Work Kurt. Yeah, yeah. They've got similar examples of yeah trying it to trying to do it their way, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's successful, sometimes it's not. But either way, God has a way of coming in and saying, "Hey, dude, we're gonna do things different." So, so sit down, little dude. Yeah, sit down, little man. Let me learn you something. Yeah, <laughs> for real, for real, bro. Yeah. So we could riff on that for a minute, man. We could riff yeah. on whatever you want to riff on. Um, if you want to talk about dating, I just got off a call with a guy. I said dating is just like sales, bro. Ain't nothing different. It really is, man. <laughs> it's it's a lot like sales in the sense of the the level of confidence you have to project mm-hmm. what i tell my clients and i'm not trying to be a dating coach but sometimes i turn into that yeah because yeah. that's what guys are going through and i'm like i did not sign up for this but here i am giving out dating advice steps on how to get the first date <laughs> yeah, no, catch me not posting an article like that bro please post uh, it please bro we need it <laughs> shoot i might there is a, i think there is a, a certain need that Christian guys have yes. on that type of stuff. It's like some of these guys really are kind of clueless. I thought I was clueless mm-hmm. <laughs> until I started looking around. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. was like, no, it's real bad actually. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> guys, I think the challenge is, is that, um, and I don't want to blame. I didn't grow up in a purity, like purity culture. That concept was very new to me. I grew up obviously like don't, don't have sex before you're married, but like there was no like, like I didn't have a ring and all of this, like that wasn't a thing for me, um, even though I was a preacher's kid. But there are guys that did grow up in that, and those guys, for fear of uh, having sex outside of marriage, completely dissociated themselves from women altogether and the opposite sex. Yes, sir. That so be okay. So if you do that, it's like a muscle. It's like atrophy. It's like if you don't know how to talk to a girl at 16 and you don't practice from 16 to 22 when you get to 22 and you're trying to find a girl to marry you're gonna look real weird because you don't know how to talk to girls you know what i'm saying you don't know how to um you don't know how to have an exchange that has like um uh not not necessarily an innuendo but that has a i'm a masculine man you're a a little bit of an edge to it has a little bit right you you don't really know how to do it because you haven't been practicing And so um, that creates a dynamic where you're quite literally socially awkward and you're the creepy guy. Oh, I I like him, but he's kind of weird. He's kind of creepy, you know? And, and the thing about girls, this is the amazing part about women is that their conversation skills by the time they're 12 are always going to dominate yours. Like that's just, they, they learn they're, they're more pro social. Like that's how they settle disagreements, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So they can have that conversation, maintain their edges, you said, and still keep it platonic. But you got to kind of figure that out. And the only way that you're going to figure that out as a guy is you have to practice. And so, I mean, I got a son. I fully intend on teaching him how to talk to girls around that time, around about 11, around about 12. It's like, hey, man, like, this is how you deal with women. This is this is how you approach the situation. Well, let's uh, talk about that because I think for a lot of guys, and I know you said you weren't one of them, but a lot of guys that grew up in like the purity culture, yeah. right? Yeah. Those guys 
it's not that they need to be taught how to talk to girls. It's that they don't need to be taught how not to talk to girls <laughs> because they're coming mm. up like, mm. dude, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I was a dog, man. I had confidence. Oh, yeah. It was whenever I went through puberty and st things started to get sexual and I started to go through that purity culture indoctrination that yeah. I actually went backwards. You became, it's yeah. Like, yeah. I started because, because you said it earlier, what, what those guys do is they suppress and some guys really do need help socially. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's, I think it's pretty natural for a young man who is feeling himself to talk to women. It's a pretty natural thing, right? It Nobody is. taught me. Mm -hmm. I was the oldest kid um, in my family. I didn't really have any older kind of role models around my age. So I just was out there doing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes making a fool of myself, sometimes not. But but I, it came very naturally to me to flirt. Mm -hmm. Nobody had to tell me what to do or, mm -hmm. hey, there's this thing called flirting. It was like retrospectively. I was like, oh, shoot, I was flirting back then, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, yeah. what, I, what What happened to me was I unlearned that mm -hmm. because of exactly what you said. It was out of fear mm -hmm. of the sexual disasters that could take place mm -hmm. if those things went too far in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, that's what's wrong is we've, we're encouraging young men in the church to suppress not just lust, but their entire sex drive. Mm -hmm. And then we're surprised when, they're addicted to porn and we're surprised when they turn 21, 22. It's like, okay, now you can go find a wife mm -hmm. and he's all dysfunctional. He's like, dude, do what now? Like mm -hmm. up, up until right now, I wasn't supposed to really talk or even look at women. I was supposed to like look the other way and I, you know, I'd feel some kind of an attraction. I'd immediately stuff that back down. Cause that's not okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, now I'm supposed to go find a wife. And it's like, I barely know how to say hello to women at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. there's a, yeah, I, I, we've we failed to we failed to tell young guys that there is a mating dance, that there is a there's a there's an ebb and flow to how men and women relate to each other that are that are trying to graduate to a level of relationship. Right. And I don't know. I don't know why that I don't know why that happened. Um, and I don't know. I'm trying to think about my own experience, man, like. Me and my wife, we've been together since I was 17. And yeah, even while we were dating, I never really had this. I was, I guess you could say I was a dog. Like I kind of, I kind of, I liked her. I thought she looked good. Um, yeah. And I just, I just saw what I wanted and I went for it. It wasn't until, yeah, to it's your very point. Very natural. Very natural. But when I got married, that's when it kind of got a little, a little weird. Like I didn't really know how to. Uh, relate some of that some of that I think too was there was this um we were actually together in high school and um we've been together for a while and and I yeah. was feeling myself so much that I had like a little side something going on you know what I mean sure. um, and and it never got sexual uh with this girl but I was talking to her a lot and and my wife found out about it my now wife then girlfriend found out about it and um we broke up at that point because she was like you you're moving like you're trying to be a player so let me not i'm not that girl so go do what you got to do with with those kind of girls yeah. and so um and good for her she should have done that sure uh, but i think one of the things that that happened when that took place was i immediately went to this place of like all right i gotta shut down the whole can of sauce that's right said, right completely nuked the sauce altogether. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I nuked the sauce and we had a very weird relationship <laughs> for a long time. Like we got married and it was still weird. Um, and it, and, and it wasn't until like, man, honestly, like 24, 25, um, uh, cause we got married at 23, like age 24, 25, my mm -hmm. age, um, that I was like, wait a second. Yeah. You, the, the the cutoff shirt with, the, with with you like that? You like the like the guns out still? Like how I did in high school? You like that? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I'm doing pull ups in the garage. You like you like seeing stuff like that? Or 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 like I'm kind of like you know you kind of put more emphasis on your clothes. You just kind of you know. Yeah. And it wasn't until I realized that like, oh, you can be a good godly man that is confident 
and proud mm-hmm. of himself. You can mm-hmm. actually do both, believe it or mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I think the the church or, or parents have not really done a good job. And it's not, you know what, let me not say that. It's not that they didn't do a good job. I think the uh, first order problems, you could say, like you could, you could say like uh, how to be a human is one domain. How to sure. be a Christian is another domain, right? And so first order, second order. Yeah. Boomers understood first order because no, there was not this cultural programming that we have with be it feminism or be it um, whatever, right? Name the mm-hmm. programming that's kind of getting men to act less masculine, okay? Mm-hmm. They didn't have that. Um, mm-hmm. or they had less of that, put it like mm-hmm. that. And so they understood masculinity is masculinity. Cool, whatever. You, you juxtapose it to us, um, there was almost no understanding of first order. And only, especially if you're churched, only an understanding of second order, which is Christ and him crucified um, and the fulfillment of the law. And so because of that, you got really good guys, really Christian guys sold out for Jesus, completely and utterly effeminate and emascul- emasc- emasculated. Right. Okay? And so I think in a lot of ways, what you and I are talking about is we're just trying to like, okay, you can be a grown man, take care of your business and all that kind of stuff and still be a Christian man. Like you don't have to divorce the two. Um, And I think it looks weird in part because um, our generation hasn't done it. And so we've got all these kind of like kind of the reaction to that, like with the red pill and all this kind of stuff is um, it's, it, it looks weird. It's like we're putting on our dad's shoes for the first time. And so we're kind of, we're walking funny because we've never walked in these shoes before. And so, of course, we're going to have guys that, you know, go too far to the extreme in the midst of it. Um, But I don't actually know how to solve for that other than us in our generation raising uh, young boys to be and embrace their masculinity early on. Uh, and then coming on top of that and walking alongside them as they come to faith in Christ. But I think there has to be almost two sets of discipleship, discipleship into masculinity and then discipleship into Christ. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know that those, I don't believe those are the same. They're really not, um, at least not programmatically because, yeah. because like the, the problem of effeminate men systemically in the West is a very, very new problem to human existence. Yeah. Like effeminate men weren't a thing for the most part um, for 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 the large majority of human history, because you just couldn't like existence couldn't tolerate them. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you had to have touch with your masculine strengths as a man to just to survive. Mm -hmm. Um, And society did not, um, did not neglect or disrespect the need for those. Mm-hmm. And it's only now because the masculine men have gone too far and we decided, Oh, we're going to build central heating and air. We're going to build, you know, uh, drones and we're going to build technology and we're going to build, we kind of overbuilt ourselves. And now we've given weak men a chance to flourish. Mm-hmm. And now we've given people a chance to ascend Maslow's hierarchy of needs and start complaining about problems they couldn't think of a hundred years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. And so, yeah, to your point, like when we talk about biblical manhood, well, most of it is caught rather than taught in the Bible. Like most of when I read a book about biblical manhood, I'm normally very disappointed because all it is is stuff about how to be a good Christian. That's all it is. I'm like, dude, this is not like, Almost all of this could apply to women, too, other than that one time you quoted Ephesians 4 about husbands love your wife. It's like, dude, the rest of this, you just, like, made battle analogies to the Christian life for the whole book. It's like, bro, that's battle not— analogies. I'm dead. I mean, it's helpful. It's like, yeah, I kind of get the, the rah-rah going, right? But this yeah, is yeah. this all applies to women, too, because the Bible, quite frankly, didn't need to teach men how to be men. Mm. right that's that's kind of like a modern problem i mean there's some temptations as old as time like abnegation of responsibility of course right and adam started us off strong with that right but like other than that and like a couple other things the, the the effeminacy we're seeing is a new problem the admonishment that paul gives to love your wives as christ loved the church 
is is making an assumption that men aren't very loving, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that interesting? Like, well, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of it's implying that the opposite might be the case. Yeah. Hey, y'all! Just wanted to take a moment and thank the sponsor of today's episode, which is myself. This show is actually a part of the Narrow Way Man brand, which is my online outlet to provide wisdom, motivation, and practical guidance for modern men. I've been blessed to take part in incredible transformations and breakthroughs with younger and middle-aged men who are in a season of crisis or a season of stagnation and are ready to make a big change, but are fed up with trying irrelevant churchy principles or recycled secular strategies that are void of biblical foundations. If you are a man who is truly ready to take responsibility and break out of your current plateau, there is a link in the show notes to apply for a coaching program. Thanks again for listening, and let's get back to the show. So with that being said, when you look at uh, uh, Christian young men, you actually don't see that. You actually see that they're, uh, at least emotively, more loving, right? And so what is that about? Well, in some ways, it's, it's, it's an abdication of, like, nature. Like, you're actually not, you're actually kind of like an amoeba. Like you don't really have a, like a form or a nature to you, or at least you've suppressed it. And mm-hmm. so you're just going to cling on to um, biblical truisms and Christianity. Um, but you, but, but you're weird. You move weird. You don't move like a guy would move and then engender a response from a woman because you're moving like an androgynous uh, amorph. You know what I'm you're saying? Moving like they themothy. <laughs> you moving like they them. <laughs> Did you just come up with that? No. That's no. great. Oh, I know. I love it, bro. Did you? When did you do that? When did you come up with that, man? That's good. That's no, real no, good. No, I didn't come up with it. I, I saw it somewhere. They um, themothy. Wait, wait a minute. Is that preaching? I, I might have come up with it. I don't know. I don't. I can't remember where I heard it. I think I. I think I made a joke to uh, Brendan Schmidt about it once, but Did I can't you? remember where I got it from. I hope you did, and I hope you find out that it was you, and then you need to get that. You need to trademark that. That's perfect, because yeah, <laughs> you're moving like Dave Timothy. And what and what really what does and and we could talk at length about what attracts a woman, but the the obvious thing is confidence. The obvious thing is strength, and you know that any guy knows that if he just examines who girls are attracted to in high school, it doesn't change. Um, in some ways it changes because priorities may change. Like when you get to be an older woman, you maybe prioritize a guy that, um, is, is, you know, has a stable income and all of that, but well, let's make that really simple. We're going to make that really simple. Yeah, do it. There's a man that you want to have your babies and there's a man that you want to raise your babies. Uh Oh, are we talking about it? Don't say the quiet part out loud, man. (laughs) It's it's that simple, right? It's that simple. There's a man that you want to have your babies and there's a man that you want to raise your babies. And unfortunately they're usually not the same. Yeah. And, 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 and honestly, honestly, in my opinion, you should err on the side of the have your babies guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, Hey, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's only if you want to be successful in the dating field. Now, if you want somebody to settle for you, we're dying right now if you want somebody to settle for you later down the line you're good yeah for sure (laughs) for sure man yeah if you want somebody that 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 uh it's like you know what i'm 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 40 it's time to just marry somebody (laughs) (laughs) it's time to cash in the chips man don't be him man listen if you don't have to be him, don't be him. You need to be, listen, you need to be the make your babies kind of guy. Have yeah. have his babies kind of guy. Yes, yeah, right. You need to that's be right. that guy. And 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 the 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 great part about that is you actually are that guy. If you get out of your own head and yeah. stop overthinking stuff, that's you right. actually are him. Yeah. And the, and this is funny, man. My um Ryan King, Wisdom of Kings. Yeah, yeah. Probably the smartest guy I know um, next Super to my smart. dad, next to my dad, but in a very like intuitive sense. And he, he and I were talking and he was telling me, he was like, bro, like you got to understand that so much about like winning at life is 
just being the best you that you can be. And right. that sounds trite. And like he read it from a, from a, uh, from, from a, a glamour magazine, but that's, right. but it's true. It's, it's nobody can be a, nobody can out, nobody can out alpha you at being you is what he said. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so the best thing you can do is double down on whatever kind of sauce you got. If you're a guy to play saxophone, man, double down on that. If you're a guy that yeah. does poetry, double down on that. If you're a football guy, you're an athlete, double down on that. If you're a guy that's, you know, uh, poetic podcast, double down on whatever your skill set is and let whatever, you know, uh, niche group of women that would be interested in that come to you. Um, yeah. Not come to you like chase you, but you get my point. Is like you basically when you do that, you filter out. Um, same thing with sales. You filter out the people that you would want to do business with and the people that you wouldn't. That's and right. So I think that's a fantastic book of advice, not just for sales, but for relationships and for yeah. life. And it's for like yeah. double down on yourself, double down right. on whoever you are, because um, God made you that way, man. And right. why would you not be that? You know. Yeah. It was funny, yeah. man. He, he told me uh, we were, I was in the middle of selling and I was actually having a hard time when I first got started. Shell shock. And uh, he was like, bro, I'm going to tell you something. And, and I was like, oh shit, what's he about to say? He said, uh, I need you to sell like yourself. I didn't hire you to sell like a corporate white guy. That's what he told me. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, I, first of all, I never had anybody talk to me like that, but I've never had a boss tell me you're good. You're good. That's right. That's you got right. The stuff, you got the sauce. You got what you need to do. You go do that yeah. because that communicates when you yourself, when you double down on yourself, it communicates trust. They know you're not posing. Yeah. Right? So don't come in there like Carlton. Come in there like Jonathan. Come in there That's right. fully embracing who you are. You, that doesn't mean you got to come in there with you know, your hat to the back and, and, right. and whatever, but, it, but, but come in there as the best version of yourself. And That's when right. you do that, people love it. People love it. And they love it because it gives them permission to think maybe I can be that happy one day. <laughs> maybe I can be that guy. Right. Yeah. Maybe I can stop pretending too. Right. Um, and, and I, man, Ever since he told me that, there's not been a person I have met that I've not closed. Not one. Since he's told me that. Um, and, and I just, I think the same translates to dating, man. It's like, if you are saxophone guy, bro, you need to be spending time playing that sax, right? You right. need to upload some stuff on SoundCloud. You need right. to be, you know, bidding your services on Fiverr. You just need to double down on your stuff and 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 improve on it and and embody it because yeah. god made you with a particular set of skills specific personality and yeah. and there's women that are gonna like that bro women above all women like confidence and that looks different whether you're an athlete or you're a saxophone player and you can right. do either one of those yeah we got to talk about a lot of guys are going to be listening to this and they're going to be feeling some cognitive dissonance they're going to be feeling like Okay, I hear what Jay West is saying. I hear what Luke is saying. But what I what I see online is beards and muscles and tattoos and yeah. a lot of pretty women and yeah. fast cars. Yeah. And all of the big dogs in the space have those things. They're trying to speak to you in a way that resonates with you, mm -hmm. right? Like, here's what's not sexy. Luke and Jonathan talking about a saxophone. That's not going to get a bunch. That's not going viral anytime soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. But the truth is, if that's who you are, then that's who you need to be. Exactly. Masculine strength is not about what goes viral on Instagram right now, which is the beards, the tattoos, the girls, the cars, mm -hmm. the muscles. Right. Mm -hmm. Those things are kind of like classic symbols of manhood there's a difference between manly things and masculine things manly things are more dictated by culture masculine things are more eternal and and present um have to do more with energy confidence those things but yeah dude the masculine strength is about backbone it's not about guns or muscles or finances it's about backbone and if you're a saxophone player uh, a soundcloud rapper a poet an intellect, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. a computer nerd, mm-hmm. you can still have backbone. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. For sure. And in some ways, in some ways you can have a stronger one because you have to fight off the need to want to fit inside uh, a certain guy's frame. That's you right. Know what I mean, um, I mean, look, I mean, look at, look at me and you, man, we're on a podcast, right? We're not on a jet with, with models around. I ain't got right. no Ferrari. I got a Kia. Right. <laughs> I got a Kia outside and I got one wife and I've got a son um, yeah. and I live in the suburbs and I got two Yorkies and all that kind of stuff, man. So it's like my life is not, uh, you know, apex predator. It's just not. And what's wild about that is, is that my wife is gorgeous. That didn't stop, that didn't stop me from getting a girl. Right. Like, right. Me, me not being, uh, six foot tall <clears throat> with a Ferrari and, um, you know, 80 inch bicep. You can't have 80 inch bicep, but you get what I'm saying. I'm not the biggest guy right now. I'm five seven. I'm describing you. I'm looking at you. (laughs) Man's been doing any climb bench over there. Look at that. Uh, No, but it's it's. I'm not the biggest guy in the room, man. I'm five seven. Right. I'm five seven. So by all metrics of your gurus, I shouldn't be closing anything. But my wife, man, my wife loves me and she likes me. Right. What I'm saying. She loves me and she digs me. Why is that? Yeah. Because I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I've done. I'm proud of what I'm going to do, Lord willing. Mm -hmm. And I move like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't walk around, man, if I was just six feet tall or if I just had six pack abs, it's like, bro, (laughs) dude, if you walk around with a lot of, and I'm going to use the term, you walk around with a lot of penis envy, you worried about some other guy's stuff, what he's got going on? You're not going to be able to close anything. Mm-hmm. Girls are not checking for you if you're worried about what other some other dude is doing. Mm-hmm. You got to make your own moves. You got to mm-hmm. do your own thing, and you got to double down on that. Um, yeah. And I and and I'm not saying that as a guy that uh, um, as a theory. I'm telling you what I've seen. I'm again, bro. You you've met me. I'm not tall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not tall. So so how so how does a not tall guy be able to get on a microphone, have intelligent conversations with people, meet a beautiful girl, marry a beautiful girl, get her to have my babies because she wanted to have my babies? How mm-hmm. does he do that? Well, I'll tell you, it's the exact same way the tall guy does. It's with confidence. The difference is the tall guy a lot of times is leaning on his height for his confidence. Mm-hmm. Right. The guy that goes out and buys the truck is leaning on the truck for his confidence. Mm-hmm. The guy that's got all the tattoos, it's probably because he needs them for his confidence. Right. Mm-hmm. You had to get it honest. I had to get it real. I had to get it out the mud, as they say. That's right. And that's, like, the and that's the way, man. That's mm-hmm. the way. Because here's the thing that guys don't think about. You can do all these things. You can get jacked. You can get money. You can get the cars. You can get the tattoos and whatever it is. But man, if your confidence is in those things, guess who's going to figure that out? Mm-hmm. Your girl. <laughs> She's going to figure that out. She's you can get her with all that stuff, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you can convince yourself that that's really who you are, even though it's not, if you can really convince yourself that that's what it is, mm-hmm. then maybe she'll buy it too. But you're not going to keep that act up for more than, what, six months, a year, or something like that. And yeah. it's going to all come crashing down. Mm-hmm. And it's you're going to be really sad about it. Mm-hmm. It's it, it doesn't turn out well. No, nah, I mean you can keep that up, man. When you get married and she sees uh, doo doo stains in your drawers, man, ain't nothing you can hide no more, man. She knows <laughs> exactly who you are, bro. And so you have to be on the front end. Look, I'm a guy that plays saxophone, and every now and then I got doo doo stains here. Is that cool? Sometimes I like. Sometimes I don't like to go to the gym. Sometimes I like to be lazy, right. you know, um, I'm not, I'm not advocating for being lazy, but my point in saying that is you cannot fake the funk with women at all. Women, women are honestly, they're more perceptive than men, oh, 100%. way better people readers than men. 100%. They know when you're putting on, they know when you're really about the action. They know when you're, when you're puffing yourself up, they know when you actually are a guy that has the receipts in his personal life and the confidence to stand on those receipts. And so, um, and, and I'm, again, I've been married, we'll be married in eight years this September. I've been with her since I was 17. 
Mm-hmm. This girl knows me. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. hiding. Yeah. There's no hiding after that long. That's right. And so you need to be sure of who you are and what you're about. That's right. Because if you, and here's the thing that here's the dangerous part. If you start faking the funk and then something happens and then you're like, I'm not the guy who I was trying to pretend to be. Mm-hmm. This is the scenario where men jump out of two story buildings. And that's mm-hmm. the real guys that you see that put their hope and their faith and their confidence in the externals, the outcomes, the things mm-hmm. that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. My man, my man, suicide is, is ideation is on the way. I'm telling yeah. you yeah. because those things don't have any inherent and intrinsic value. They have right. value based on what we placed on them. Yeah. Okay. You, on the other hand, have intrinsic value. Because God said you did. And secondly, if you can say that about yourself, that I am not only made in God's image, but God has given me a certain degree of sauce. He's given me a certain degree of swagability. If you can say that and believe that about yourself and double down on that, my man, you could lose it all tomorrow. You could lose 10 fans. And bounce right. back. <laughs> are you are you reading off your uh, your J West morning affirmations? I am do, do I have in the image of God. I, I have, have a certain measure of swagability. Swagability. <laughs> I just came to me. That's probably too. Honestly, what that is is probably too much. Andre three thousand. I've been I've, I've been I've been listening to some old school outcasts. This is actually what's on my this this right here. You can't see it. And right. y'all, don't, y'all don't need to be in my business. But this right here is a list of uh, debts that I owe that I need to pay back. So I'll put those on my screen right here so I can track it. And hmm. uh, and that's how I'm able to keep tabs on uh, my my swag ability uh, going up in value. You understand me? Sure. <laughs> my balance sheet. So, uh, but nah, man, I, I J-West affirmation. Maybe I need to write some. I don't keep any. <laughs> Dude, it's helpful. I mean... There's uh you really got to watch what's going in your head and the kind of that's one of the main things I work with my clients on is just being aware of your thoughts and starting to label your thoughts and label your feelings because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll be in a funk all day long you'll be in a dark mood or a dark place all mm-hmm. day long and you won't really step back and label what's going on in your head mm-hmm. you'll just mm-hmm. know that you're not doing good it's like hang on wait a minute let's start labeling some of these thoughts like you know, um, one of, one of my clients recently, he, he was, we had to kind of label a thought that had been recurring in his mind over and over. He had, um, uh, he had had a breakup like five or six months ago that kind of shook him. It was kind of like the one that got away is kind of how it felt. And, um, the, the head trash in his mind was, was constantly telling him, Hey dude, unless you figure out what you messed up on, you're never going to find another one like her again dangerous dangerous here's what's more dangerous is he never had labeled that Mm -hmm. that was an undercurrent and kind of a subconscious implication that was ruling his emotions Mm -hmm. and that would pop up and crop up at the at the wrong times and screw with his mindset screw with his confidence Mm -hmm. i was like no no dude here's here's how we here's how we fix that we shine a light on it and say hey this is what that's saying do you agree with that or not it's like, okay, now we're taking the thought captive, mm. right? You can't take captive what you don't confront. That's the truth, man. Right? If it's just under the surface and if it's just floating around and you haven't labeled it and you haven't um, put your finger on it, then you're not going to be able to submit it to God's truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so looping back around to J West affirmations, I think it's a good thing, man, because you have to be aware of what is the head trash that I'm most susceptible to in this season of life? Mm-hmm. And then what is the truth that I need to meditate on and dwell on that's going to counteract that? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Head trash is what you said? Yeah. That's a term that I first heard with my first coach. Okay. It's, it's simple, but it works. Head trash. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> trash is, it, bouncing around in the head. <laughs> and it really is, man. Let, let me ask you this because I'm curious. Yeah. Do you find that... Um, I was talking about this with a buddy of mine today. Do you find in your work that um, that men that are overly introspective usually have more head trash 
A thousand percent, bro. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. Let me break it down for you. So you have the more introspective men. Those are also typically on the nice guy side of the spectrum because their introspection, their morality has given them this strength of restraint. And so they know how to restrain themselves and not do all the bad boy activities. Right. And the reason they don't ever step into power and step into confidence is because they are introspective and they are aware of their motives being so conflicted. Mm. And they're like, I, yeah, I see this beautiful girl. I want to go talk to her, but shoot. I also feel, what is that? Is that a little bit of lust? Oh, is that a little bit of a sexual mm-hmm. tension? Oh, is that a little bit of a, and then they go on this like thought loop. Right. And they yeah. shut themselves down blue screen of death on the brain and they don't approach her. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they get so mad at the guys on the other side, right, that are less introspective, and they they like caveman style, me see pretty girl, me go talk, boom, and they get stuff done, right? And and then the introspective nice guys get so pissed, they're like, dude, come on, like how, <laughs> how, how is that working, bro? Right? Well, the thing is, but it 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 almost okay. So to your point, when you said I got to help guys label the head trash. What happens with the introspective guy is there's so much head trash. There's so much head trash that he he can't label it or he won't label it. You're saying, oh, I think this is it. You're saying labeling head trash actually helps you to become less introspective, helps you to sort it. You're like, oh, here goes this. I'll put it in this box over here, and that's tucked away. Now I can actually come to the situation unencumbered by the head trash. Is that what exactly. you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You got to You got to sort that stuff out. Cause there's stuff That's bouncing good. around in there from years ago. Right. That makes sense. And yeah. it's like, no, you got to pull that out, but see the, uh, the knuckle dragon smooth brain guys over here, they don't have that issue. Cause they're not introspective. No, right. No, 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 no. And there's, there's strengths and weaknesses to both. You know, there, are. there, there really is. I, I, I tell them, listen, you're, you're weak. The, the dragon that you need to slay here is also your superpower. Like your introspection is going to allow you to have strengths and um, skills that these other guys can't have, but you do have a weakness that you have to overcome with that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so teaching those guys how to step into their power. And that's the tricky part is like, listen, I don't want you, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you can step into your power and everything's going to go well. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you quite the opposite. You are going to step into your confidence and power as a man, and things are going to go poorly. Things are going to become messy, and you're going to hurt yourself and others in the process. But guess what? All you're doing is you're switching your style of failure from a failure of inaction to a failure of action. That's all you're doing, bro. You've been failing by inaction for what, 25 years, 35 years? It's time to switch the failure up, man. And you got to trust that God is not going to let you become the villain that you're afraid of becoming, right? Mm. Dude, your work is so important and and underrated. Underrated, bro. This guy, narrow way, man, the path, underrated and needed for Christian men. I mean, I, I... I'm. A, I don't know if I'm gonna be a sponsor or not, but I'll sponsor it because it's so it's so <laughs> critical. Well, it's critical because um, you and I kind of went on similar paths. We're both PKs, so we kind of went mm-hmm. on a similar trajectory um, mm-hmm. as far as like what we've what we've read, what we've thought about, and how we've kind of moved past it. If you can package up, because it took a long time to get here. And I'm not even necessarily here as though that's some kind of destination, but it took a lot of BS. So for you to be able to actually package something up um, in a neater box, because I had to I had to get it out of the mud, man. I I read I read and listened to stuff that I probably shouldn't have been reading or listening to, man. I just tell you that right now. Um, Same. You know what I'm saying? And all it was all all a lot of that stuff is. Is trying to uh, you're, you're it's helping you to unlearn the bad stuff that you learned as far as like, you know, self-deprecation and um, overly introspective, that kind of stuff. Um, But with that comes a worldview with, with a lot of the, with a lot of the content creators that um, have been around. And so you coming in the game saying, okay, how do we take and sift through the head trash um, and the actual trash of this content is being produced. 
Yeah. And create something that's a little bit more of a narrow path. And that's glad, the idea, man. You got me. I'm glad you're doing it, man. I'm glad you're doing it. Thanks, it's really dude. good. Uh, what can we expect with your podcast? Are you uh, back on that podcast grind? I'm back on the podcast grind. Man. I sent out about 50 emails today because I'm uh, – I did a survey the other uh, the other week, and and I said, "What do you guys like more? You like more the monologue? You like interviews? You like uh, panel style?" And I thought for sure they were going to say monologues because it's me, um, <laughs> but they did not say monologues. They said, "Bring the interviews, boy!" <laughs> nice. So uh, so we we got interviews lined up, man. We our main focus right now, um, honestly, is to be a variety show, kind of a reprieve in a lot of ways. I want when you come to our podcast to feel like it's just boys having a cigar night. We got a little whiskey, we got a little cigar, and we're just, we're chilling by fire. We're talking about, you know, uh, how, I mean, frankly, bro, how to, how, how to take care of our wives sexually. We're talking about how to buy some real estate. We're talking about how to um, make our home a place that uh, people can grow and thrive in. So that's what I'm hoping to do. I like it. It's good. That sounds like that stuff's needed too, man, for real. I think I think men need a reprieve right now. I think um yeah. A lot a lot of a lot of like uh internet's noisy, dog. Internet's super noisy. And so yeah. um I I like if the audience don't get but above 500, I'm cool if it's a I want the vibe to be right. You know what I mean? I want it to be again like dim lights, like we're we're chilling. Everything's okay. God's in control. Let's me and you Let's me and you just talk about how to improve our own situation. Yeah. So um, that's kind of where my focus is right now. Good stuff, man. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. If this episode was valuable to you, I will probably never know that unless you do me the favor of leaving a five-star review and hitting the follow button for this podcast. Doing that is going to let me know to keep producing this kind of content, and it's going to help other people just like you discover it as well. I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next time on The Path.